You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. Hello, my friend. Had a hard time getting here against that wind. You know, I don't and know. And cold. I don't know about you, but we get one day or two days like of normalcy, maybe 79, 80, or a little plus. And then I had a Carhartt last night on with a bandana going out to feed. <laughs> oh, it was cold. Ooh. Yeah, yep. Uh, today's Ed, we're going to talk about the Transcontinental Railroad. Oh, the one down at uh, the Golden Spike. Yep, and the Central Pacific and the Union Pacific, you know. And Isn't today the day? Of the, what? Today? When they joined up? Um, I don't remember. I thought it was because I thought it was uh, in commemoration or along with Flag Day. I guess maybe I'm wrong. Well, and folks, if you ever get a chance, stop down there. I've at, been there. At the Golden Spike. Yep. Uh, they have a museum. They have yep. videos. And they have the two trains that come out, I don't know, twice a day so. or so. And come out nose to nose just like a, a reenactment. Head on collision. Yeah. And it's it's great to yeah. see those those old engines. But they meant to have a little bit of veer in the tracks, uh, going one way and the other way. But they had a head-on collision. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's historically accurate. Possibly but, not. Uh, so I want to talk about probably one of the most important group of people that helped with the Central Pacific. You don't from, have any thank yous today. You know I do, but I ran off without. Checking. So sorry. You don't folks. have Mr. Veeble Flester Budweiser or whatever. Schnitzel Fleister. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no. I knew I was close. <laughs> <laughs> right. So these people were the most important uh, of the Central Pacific that helped build up from San Francisco this direction okay. to Utah. Okay. And you know who it is, the Chinese. Yep. So, you know, after about eighteen fifty eight there was a lot of Chinese that came to America because there were companies that would send pamphlets over uh, these merchants would send pamphlets advertising the high price of labor, and uh, they actually agreed to return a man to China for free if he got sick or if he died. They promised to send his body back home to to China. So uh, anyway, in California, the Chinese could find work as cooks or laundrymen, housekeepers, gardeners, errand boys, and so on, but like most previous immigrants they uh, sent back to china letters to their families urging their wives and their children their parents brothers and sisters to come over so in 1868 there's a magazine uh lippincott's magazine here you go ran an article <laughs> quote the chinese in california 
The purpose of every Chinaman in coming here is to amass such a sum, trifling in our eyes, in three or four years, as in China, will give him support for life. The Chinese toiled without ceasing. He never spent his money. No white man could ever surpass his industry. He may have less muscle, but by his untiring persistence, he accomplishes more work than the Caucasian. Hmm. So they were very, very hard workers. Yeah, don't underestimate them with their Taekwondo and oh, yeah. everything. They were. Hey, I've got a granddaughter that's a black belt in Taekwondo. Really? Yeah, she's only about 13. No you kidding. You don't mess with her. No. But, uh, you know, the article goes on to say that there was no clumsy men among the Chinese who quickly got the hang of whatever you sent them to do. And they displayed a remarkable, what they call adroitness, or I guess ability. Mm -hmm. There was a spirit of adventure in them, which sent Chinese to Nevada, Idaho, Montana, and for uh, for work. And the article says, every Chinaman reads and writes, and in figures, he is our superior. To some extent, they adopted the American costume, pants, boots, soft hats, but never coats. And the pigtail is... Whoa, 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 whoa. No coats? Never coats. That doesn't make sense to me. I I don't know. They'd freeze to death. Well, yeah, I mean, because summer, winter, you know, I I don't know. Just yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, just, yeah, uh, today. But the pigtail is sacred. Never can a Chinaman be persuaded that he can survive the loss of that emblem of dignity. You remember on Bonanza, the TV show with Hop Singh? Right. They threatened to cut his pigtail off one day, and, I mean, he had that knife hatchet ready to go. Yeah, you don't mess with with something that's an emblem. Yeah. It means a lot to them. But, uh, you know, the Central Pacific needed workers. Uh, and they decided on an experiment. They decided to try Chinese to see if, because they had, you know, all these mountains and stuff to come over through the Sierra Nevadas, you know, right. clear over. Well, so they hired a bunch of them, and after about a month, uh, the Chinese had, had worked very, very well. They worked as teams. They took almost no breaks. They learned how to blast away rocks. They stayed healthy and on the job. Uh, there was an engineer named Montague. He, he praised them and he declared in his 1865 report, quote, the experiment has proved eminently successful. So they found out that these guys were hard workers, good workers. But they didn't wear coats. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't, ha- I don't have an explanation for you that. You've got to find out about that. Okay, I'll see what I can find. All right. Well, the Central Pacific began to hire them locally, offering $28 a month, then $30, then $31. And that, actually, those were big wages uh, back then. What would that be today? Oh, at least 10 times that, don't you think? Yeah. Or okay. more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they had a labor contractor in San Francisco that would help uh, get the Chinese here. Now, there was a, a term that they uh, called the Chinese that was somewhat derogatory, and that was a coolie. Mm-hmm. Okay? I've heard that. And so they were called this because that is a Hindu term meaning unskilled labor. Really? And that's just what it means. But the British picked it up, and then they passed it on uh, to the Americans who applied it to the Chinese. So actually the term could have meant anybody, not just Chinese, yeah. that was an unskilled worker. No, they weren't. They were pretty sharp. Oh, they were. Uh, but anyway, so uh, they got these Chinese uh, to come over from China. And before the end of 1865, there were 7,000 Chinese at work on the Central Pacific. Uh, so 7,000 compared to just 2,000 white people. Wow. 
So, you know, definitely a lot of them. How did they get along on the railroad road crews with the whites? They kept to themselves. Did they? But they usually had, uh, like, Irish or uh, uh, white uh, bosses or, or managers. Or, I see. So. Was there a language problem? Uh, you know, I think they had enough Chinese that learned English that they were able to uh, translate. So at least that's what I've read here. But, you know, the Central Pacific organized the Chinese into gangs of 12 to 20 men, and one of whom was elected headman. Another one was the cook. And they hired a guy named, this maybe answers that question. They hired a guy named Sam Thayer, who spoke a number of Chinese dialects, to teach the men something of the English language. Really? So, you know, if you're working on the railroad, there'd be certain common terms yeah. that, that you would use. And so they could like, learn those common terms. Like, look out. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the head man collected all the wages, giving some to the cook to purchase food uh, from the Chinese merchants. And other amounts went for clothing and opium. Uh, the Chinese uh, used the drug on Sunday, their day off, to relax. Hmm. So, but at the end of the month, each worker got his remaining maybe $20 or more, and each gang had a white Irish, usually Irish boss, and the whites usually monopolized the, the skilled worker work, like uh, trestling, masonry, and the actual laying of the rail. Um, the Chinese did the grading, they made cuts and fills, they blasted, and we're going to talk a little more about that. They felled trees, and they did really the hard, hard work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. They drilled the holes and put in and lit the black powder while... Uh, while they were doing the tunnels. I don't want that job. No, you don't. Uh, but 1,600 Chinese uh, were then employed, with, and without them, according to one boss, he said it would be impossible to go on with the work. There was a guy named Cornelius Cole, and he said, quote, I can assure you the Chinese are moving the earth and rock rapidly. They prove equal to white men in the amount of labor they perform and are far more reliable, no danger of strikes among them. Hmm. So they were very highly thought of really? uh, among the, the owners of the, the Central Pacific. Now, did they have families, or were they all single? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think a lot of them did bring families over, but I think, most of them, they left them probably back in San Francisco, oh. and then they would come out on their own to work on the railroad. I see. Uh, but one of the most feared stretches uh, ran three miles along a gorge of the North Fork of the American River, and it was nicknamed Cape Horn. And now p- picture this, Deb. The slope was at an angle of 75 degrees. Ooh. 
that's straight okay, up and that's, down. That's almost straight Holy up and down. Cow. And the river was 1,200 to 2,200 feet below the line of the railroad. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. That's a long way. Yeah. That is like almost three Snake River Canyons. Yeah. And, you know, clear up there on a wow. 75 degrees. There were no trails, not even a goat path. Uh, the grade would be built on the side of the mountain, which required blasting and rock cuts on the sheer cliffs. I mean, I can't imagine that even in today's... Would you do it? No, absolutely not. Me neither. But men had to be lowered in what they called a bosun's chair from above to place the black powder, fix and light the fuses, and you're going to like this, Yeb, yell to a man above to haul them up. You hope the guy up above is not hard of hearing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So one day in the summer of 1865, a Chinese foreman uh, said that the men of China were skilled at work like this. They said their ancestors had built fortresses on the Yangtze Gorges. And would he permit Chinese crews to work on Cape Horn? So they're used to blowing stuff up. Yeah. And if so, could reeds be sent up from San Francisco to weave into baskets? Okay. The reeds came... Uh, and at night, the Chinese wove baskets similar to the ones their ancestors had used. The baskets were round, about waist high, and they had four eyelets at the top, uh, around the top of it. They ran ropes through the eyelets to a central cable. The Chinese went to work. They didn't need any instruction in handling black powder, which was a Chinese invention. You know, think about that. They they knew how to handle uh, black powder. So with a hauling crew at the top. So they did a similar method, but they were more efficient. Okay. Hundreds of barrels of black powder were ignited daily to form a ledge on which a roadbed could be laid. Some of the men were lost in accidents, but we don't know how many. The Central Pacific wow. did not keep a record of Chinese casualties. Wow. Unfortunately. So... The Chinese workmen, you know, they were hanging in their baskets, and they had to bore the holes with small hand drills. So, you know, they have a a, a drill with somebody hitting the back of it to to make a hole in the granite. Okay. Uh, It's sitting in a basket. Right. And this thing's bouncing around on the side of the hill. Probably, yeah. And Holy so then they, once they had a hole, they would tamp in the explosives, set and light the fuse, and holler to be pulled out of the way. Loudly. They used a huge amount of powder that was shipped to them from San Francisco, Sacramento. So this is what they did. Now, you said these baskets were made out of reeds. Right. Yeah, and that's what they made them back in China. Wow. Kind of a, like a cattail reeds. or and they, So they would actually be pretty strong. So a fat guy like me is not going to go sit no, in that you, basket. No, you they would probably question that. <laughs> the Chinese made the roadbed and laid the track around Cape Horn, this dangerous, dangerous Is place. it still there today? It's got to be there still. I don't know that they use it. That, that's a good question. I, I don't know if it's still used uh, today. But anyway, this took until the spring of 1866, and it was not as time-consuming or difficult as they thought it would be. Uh, still, it remains one of the best known of all the labors on the Central Pacific. How would you like to be the engineer on that train oh, that goes over that? For the I first time. Don't, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But picture this, hanging from those baskets, drilling holes in the cliff, placing the fuses, getting hauled up. Uh, it was a spectacular piece of work. And the white laborers wouldn't do it or couldn't do it. <gasps> but the Chinese did. 
Well, uh, dangerous as Cape Horn work was, clearing the roadbed was worse. So here you got this narrow ledge okay. that you've got to clear. How wide is the ledge for the train? I think we'll talk about that okay. in a little bit here. Uh, the Chinese who did it had the task of making an avenue, oh yeah, right here, an avenue 100 feet wide on either side of the roadbed, mainly to provide room for the graders and to prevent tall trees from crashing down on the track. At least 25 feet on each side of the grade had to be cleared and leveled. Trees, stumps, rocks, vegetation had to all be cleared. It wasn't just a narrow, you know, like maybe you and I would think, just this narrow railroad track. 100 feet. Yeah. So it had to be cleared on both sides. That's a lot of dynamite. It is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there was a reporter that reported on this, and he wrote about the Chinese. He said they were a great. They were a great army laying siege to nature in her strongest citadel. The rugged mountains looked like stupendous anthills. They swarmed with celestials. Uh, and the, the, the white men called the Chinese the celestials. Now, whereabouts exactly is the location of what you're talking about? It's, on, it's on the American River. So it can't be too far out of Sacramento, hmm. because I know they used the American River uh, to haul goods to miners I when see. they were mining yeah. gold. But he goes on to say, he said, they swarmed with celestials, which is what they called them. Well, yeah, they were going to fall off the hill. They wanted to be with the angels. <laughs> yeah. Shoveling, wheeling, carting, drilling, and blasting rocks and earth. Uh now, did they just dump everything over the side? I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. And the reason I asked that is, uh, I wondered if it had kind of a circular effect coming down the mountain. Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, they, one thing they did, uh, they, they had a lot of vegetables and fruits, oriental fruits and vegetables, including bamboo sprouts, seaweed, and mushrooms. Oh, good. Each of these foods were dried and purchased from the Chinese merchants back in San Francisco. I mean, so you've got to feed them what they're used to eating. That's what they ate? Yeah. But uh, but even better than that, Zeb, uh, the food helped keep the Chinamen healthy. The water they drank was even more important. The Americans drank from the streams and the lakes, and a lot of them got sick uh, with the dysentery and everything and the other illnesses. The Chinese drank only warm tea. The water had been boiled first and was brought to them by youngsters who carried two pails in a sturdy pole across their shoulders. So the water was purified by boiling, so they stayed healthier. But the Chinese set an example for their uh, co-workers. Uh, they were steady. They were clean living. Uh, they were already uh, they were all, uh, ready to begin with, uh, work uh, as soon as uh, they were called. Uh, and another thing, not having a quieter taste for whiskey, they didn't have very many fights. And as I mentioned, they only smoked opium on Sundays, their day off. They took daily sponge baths in warm water, washed their clothes, and otherwise kept themselves clean and healthy. Wow. So they were the ideal workers. I mean, cheap. Uh, they, they did as they were told. Uh, they made a quick study of what they were supposed to learn, and they did it. They didn't strike like some of the white workers did. My, 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 my. And they did what no one else was willing to do. But... Uh, you know, the bosses uh, appreciated what the Chinese did. And one boss said, quote, they learn quickly, they do not fight, have no strikes that amount to anything, and are very cleanly in their habits. They will gamble and do quarrel among themselves, 
but harmlessly. And he says, quote, the Chinese are faithful uh, and industrious and under proper supervision soon become skillful in the performance of their duty. Many of them are becoming expert in drilling, blasting, and other departments of rock work. Did they, uh, in the Chinese culture and working over here, did they abide by the Chinese culture laws and rules or did they abide by ours? You know, it had to be a combination of both because I told the story of uh, uh, something that took place up in Virginia City, Nevada, or uh, Virginia City, uh, Montana, where uh, some Chinese killed another Chinaman and uh, they had to go before the American legal system and be tried. I I was wondering about that. Yeah. So, but they had their own set of rules too. Yeah. So. But the governor of California wrote to President Andrew Johnson, and he said, quote, As a class, they are quiet, peaceable, patient, industrious, and economical. And he asserted, quote, Without the Chinese, it would have been impossible to complete the western portion of this great national highway. How many were hired? Well, at one point, I said 7,000. But I think at one point there was even more. So I'm going to jump ahead because I only got a minute left and I want to ask you this. Of the miners that hired or the mining companies that hired the Chinese for the Snake River Canyon, were was that in the same time period as what you're talking about right um, here? I think it would have been maybe even earlier. I see. Because this was 1866, you know, and you talk about the 49ers, you know, coming in. So there were a lot of Chinese here already. Yeah. And after they were through with uh, the railroad, a lot of them stayed on and worked uh, with railroad companies building the the spurs, you know, that went like up to Virginia City, uh, spurs off different different areas, and a lot of them settled in California, you know, and where they raised families, and they became an important part of the population. Could they ever go up uh, the food chain, as a matter of fact, as far as maybe being a general worker and then becoming a foreman and then be, did they have a progression? I, just from what I've read, I don't think they did at that time. I see. Um, I think there was still a lot of, um, what, uh, prejudice against Chinese, uh, unfortunately, at that time. But, again, the railroad couldn't have made it without their, their work. I've only got a minute left, but why don't you do a story next week that dovetails from this into that as far as the mining right here in this area? Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing is a lot of them, they would go after work because they were, uh, you know, uh, doing laundry and cooking and stuff like that. But they would go through the tailings right up here at the Yankee Fork Dredge and go through the tailings, and they would find nuggets that had gone through the dredge that was too big, and they actually found quite a bit of gold just by going through the tailings of the of the mining wow. operations. Wow. Yeah, This is interesting, really interesting. But they didn't have any coats. You know... i got to find I, out why. That's driving <laughs> me nuts. I, I, I'll, I'll see what I can find. There you go. <laughs>